We are on the home stretch in our sermon series entitled The Beatitudes of Jesus. And this morning we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Listen carefully to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. He says this He says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. There's a lot that I love and appreciate about our Catholic brothers and sisters. And one of those things that I love and appreciate about our Catholic brothers and sisters is the high value that they place on peace. In fact, throughout the entire world, if you were to go to a Sunday Mass, there is a point in their service where the Father will say to the congregation, peace be with you. And the neat thing is, The entire congregation will respond back in one loud voice and also with you. In fact, let's try and do that together. I'll say, peace be with you. And your response will be, and also with you. You ready? All right. Peace be with you. Wow, that was amazing. I always wanted to do that. That's so cool. Oh, man. There is something else pretty cool that our Catholic brothers and sisters do. Um, They actually greet. They greet and bless one another by saying, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And um, and when I first first experienced that, I I was kind of um, hesitant. You know, it was kind of weird for me. But over time... I've come to appreciate that very much. You see, our Catholic brothers and sisters, they place a high value on peace. And I think that they, uh, there's something there. And I think there's something for us that we can learn about that. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. And this morning, we're going to look at three types of people. Peace breakers, peace fakers, and peacemakers. And so let's look at peace breakers. You all know the, the, these types of people. Peace breakers are people who will go out of their way to cause conflict and division. Peace breakers are troublemakers. Peace breakers are people who will disagree with you no matter what. And we all have one or two of these types of people in our lives, right? Most of us in here, though, we don't fit in this category. We don't wake up in the morning and say, gosh, I want to be the greatest peace breaker ever. What can I do today to improve my ability as a peace breaker? None of us in here do that. Most of us in here are well-intentioned people and not peace breakers. However, I do want to call out a potential blind spot. And it's in the way that we use our tongue. You see, all of us have the potential to be a peace breaker in the way that we use our tongue. Listen to what Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says. It says this. It says, death and life are in the power 
of the tongue. Our tongue has two options. We can choose to utter death words, or we can choose to utter life words. Death words are words that mean very little and do absolutely nothing but make people's day worse. Death words are peace breakers. And God warns us over and over again to not use death words, to not gossip, to not criticize, to not judge others. On the flip side are life words. Life words build up and encourage others. Life words have the potential to make people's day better. And God intends for us to be people that use life-giving words to encourage and spur others on. In fact, a well-timed life-giving word has the power to urge someone to not give up, to provide hope when despair has set in, to speak, spark passion in an otherwise passionless life, to renew confidence when insecurities have set in. As Christians, we are actually commanded to encourage one another with life-giving words. This past February, uh, a bunch of us, we ran the Great Aloha Run again. And I must have been out of my mind. I mean, what was I thinking? To ruin a perfectly good holiday so that I can wake up at an ungodly hour and run eight miles. I must have been out of my mind. And not only that, this Chinese pocket paid someone so that I can ruin a perfectly good holiday and wake up at an ungodly hour to run eight miles. Someone next year do me a solid and remind me that it's not a good idea. Actually, it's for an awesome cause, and I hope that uh, you'll all join us. We're going to do a great aloha run again this, this coming February, and I hope that all of you will participate. But this particular great aloha run was kind of challenging because it wasn't the best of conditions. It was a rainy day. And so I remember at the, uh, at the close, close to the very end of that race, that close to the end of that eight-mile run, it was kind of rainy. And I was wet, and I was cold, and my shoes were soggy, my socks were wet, and I was miserable, and I felt terrible, I felt exhausted, and I just wanted to give up. And then I look, and Aloha Stadium is within view. And then on the side of the road, are crowds of people. And they're standing in the rain as well. And they're cheering us on. And they're giving us high fives. And they're yelling, come on, you can do it. Just a few more yards. Atta boy, keep it up. You're almost there. And they encouraged us with life-giving words. And, and I was able to cross that finish line. See, those life-giving words made a huge difference. 
But imagine, imagine if that crowd of people standing there, instead of giving life-giving words, yelled words of discouragement. Imagine that if they yelled, dude, you look tired, you should give up already. Man, you're a loser, you call that running, you should throw in the towel right now. I mean, wouldn't that just break your heart? But interestingly, that scenario is played out over and over again. And sometimes we are the guilty party. We gossip about another coworker. We yell at our spouse. We belittle our kids. We talk back to our parents. We're rude to the cashier at the store. We criticize the waitress at the restaurant. Church, death and life are in the power of the tongue. There is power in our words. Our words have the power to encourage or discourage, to build up or to tear down, to bless or to curse, to heal or to hurt, to inspire or to dampen one's spirit, to make people's day better or to make their day worse. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You see, we are all on this journey called life. And at points in the journey, it's sometimes treacherous. And we, we have coworkers and family members and friends that sometimes feel exhausted and weary and want to give up. It's in those times that we will need to be generous and gracious with our life-giving words to urge and encourage them to keep on keeping on in spite of the obstacles and in spite of fatigue. We all have people in our circle of influence, even at this moment, that are troubled and restless and angry and depressed and empty and worried and alone and in pain and broken. Be gracious with life-giving words. Make their day better. Don't be a peace-breaker. Instead, be a peacemaker. The second type of person that I want us to look at is what I call peace fakers. That's an interesting word, yeah? Peace fakers. What do you mean by that, Thomas? Peace fakers are people who avoid conflict at all costs. Peace fakers are people who don't want to rock the boat. Peace fakers are people who don't want to cause any waves. Peace fakers are people who would rather keep quiet and say nothing in order to avoid conflict 
and to keep the peace. But here's the problem with avoiding conflict at all costs. When you avoid conflict at all costs, when you avoid talking about problems because it may upset the other person, what you are doing is you are settling for a counterfeit kind of peace, a fake kind of peace. A peace that is based on avoiding the real issues. And you don't want that kind of peace. You don't want a counterfeit, a fake kind of peace. And so the alternative is this. Listen carefully. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. And we all know this phrase. Sometimes truth hurts. Yes, sometimes truth will hurt. But whenever possible, speak the truth in love. And remember, when you are ready to speak the truth in love, make sure that your heart is absolutely right. You see, there's always a right way and a right time and a right place and a right spirit when speaking the truth in love. A couple of months ago, um, I was cleaning our employee refrigerator upstairs. And all the way on the bottom shelf, tucked away all the way to the back of the refrigerator was this Tupperware container. And so I reached for that Tupperware container. And I thought, wow, this is a nice Tupperware container. And I opened the lid, and it was the nastiest smell ever. I mean, it was stink. It was haunas. And I looked in the container, and there was mold and bacteria. Fungus was growing in there. And I guess the, uh, an employee must have less, left their container in there. And once, one, this that once used to be food was mold and bacteria, and it was nasty. <sighs> I get the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it, man. Whew, it was nasty. When you avoid conflict at all costs, essentially what you are doing is you are putting that relationship on the bottom shelf and tucking that relationship to the farthest back of the refrigerator. The Tupperware kind of looks good. The relationship seems peaceful, but over time, that relationship will deteriorate. And one day, you'll open that lid, and that relationship will smell nasty. It'll be mold and bacteria and fungus growing all over that relationship. Don't do it. Don't settle for avoiding conflict at all costs. Instead, speak the truth in love. And remember, when you're ready to speak the truth in love, there's always a right way, a right time, a right place, and a right spirit when you speak the truth in love. And then there are Peacemakers. Peacemakers are a different kind of people. 
They are different than peace breakers because they understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so peace bre- peacemakers, they set a guard over their tongue. They think before they speak. They refuse to gossip, criticize, and judge others. And they understand that it's always a good thing to be generous and gracious with life-giving words that encourage and spur others on. Peacemakers are a different kind of people. They are very different than peace fakers because they don't want a counterfeit, a fake kind of peace. They want an authentic, a real, a genuine kind of peace. And so peacemakers, they don't avoid conflict. Instead, they speak the truth in love. They value the relationship. And and they understand that there's always a right way, a right time, a right place, and a right spirit when speaking the truth in love. Peacemakers are a different kind of people. They are motivated by a deep love for God. They are motivated by a deep love for people. And God calls all of us to be a different kind of people. To be peacemakers. Why? Because God is in the peacemaking business. I mean, think about it. You and I, we all have sinned. And we all fall short of God's standard. We all fall short of the glory of God. And this sin, because of this sin, there's this great chasm, this great gap, this great divide, this great conflict between God and human beings. But God does not avoid the conflict. God values the relationship. And so motivated by a deep love for human beings, motivated motivated by a deep love for you and I, God makes the first move. And God sends his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to bridge that gap, to bridge that conflict, to bridge that chasm, to bridge that, that divide between God and human beings. And Jesus Christ, the greatest peacemaker of all, they call him the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ steps across the cosmos and he's nailed to a cross as a ransom for our peace. Listen to what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53 about what Jesus did for us. It says, surely he, or Jesus, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. And listen carefully to this. The chastisement for our peace was upon Jesus and by Jesus' stripes 
we are healed. Blessed is Jesus, for he is the Son of God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. Amen. Amen.